ChipChat is moving iTunes channels. Visit our website at intel.com slash design slash chipchat.htm and click on the link for iTunes to subscribe to the new feed. Welcome to ChipChat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein, and I'm delighted to tell you that this is the 200th edition of Chip Chat. We've been doing this program for a long time, and I finally have someone who I've wanted to be on the show for quite a while with me in the studio, Diane Bryant, Vice President and General Manager of the Data Center and Connected Systems Group. Welcome, Diane. Oh, thank you, Allison. Appreciate it. Diane, we've got a lot to talk about today, but I just wanted to start. You know, you have had a storied career at Intel and obviously have spent a lot of time being the CIO of the company leading many of our business groups. Can you tell me a little bit about why you chose a career in technology and what spurred that interest early on? It was actually quite accidental. Uh, I was at a junior college. I was working two waitressing jobs and I was taking you know, the standard assortment of classes, physics and calculus and chemistry. And I really didn't actually know what I was going to do with all that stuff. And a fellow student in my calculus class actually asked me what my major was. And when I told him I was undeclared, he said, you should be an engineer. It's the highest paying starting salary you can get with just a (laughs) bachelor's degree. And I have to say the prospect of sufficient money was extremely compelling. Uh, And so I immediately changed my major to engineering, transferred to UC Davis and joined Intel after that. Now, I know you spend a lot of time today talking to students about getting involved in engineering careers. And do you use the same money angle to motivate them? Or do you you talk to them about other things about spurring them into engineering? The key is truly exposure to the facts about what an engineer actually does. Intel uh, commissioned last year a survey. We asked 1,000 kids, 13 to 18, across the U.S., uh, different socioeconomic backgrounds, and only 37% of them said that they had even considered a job in engineering, a job in technology. And what changed their minds was two things. One was certainly the salary and the opportunity for gainful employment. And the other one was giving them, you know, true real-life examples of engineering. What's the impact that engineers can actually have? And after giving them those two pieces of information, uh, 60% of those that hadn't considered said they would, in fact, consider. How do we encourage specifically more girls to get involved in engineering? And I know that you've spent some time there as well. Intel itself has a tremendous reputation, as you know, and for being a, a very innovative company and, and truly a leader in our industry. So our reputation is probably our most powerful recruiting tool for bringing uh, young women from engineering into Intel. People generally want to know that when they join a company, they're joining a company that is going to provide an environment that is welcoming and inviting to them. And so our our second biggest, most powerful recruiting tool is our own technical women. And we have amazing talent and highly successful women at Intel, women that are known within the industry for the impact they've had. And so having them go out onto the college campuses and directly recruit really speaks volumes to the positive environment and, and truly the endless opportunities at Intel. I want to talk to you a little bit about your most previous job, which was working as Intel CIO. What did you take away in terms of looking at the technology and how Intel applies technology into how we're doing business? What did you learn there that helps prepare you best for driving the data centers of the world for tomorrow? Uh, What I learned as the CIO is that the singular objective of information technology is to deliver value to the business that IT serves. Uh, IT delivers top-line growth to the business by enabling the business to scale, by enabling new business models through technology. 
Uh, IT also delivers bottom line growth to the corporation by reducing the cost of operations you know, through things like automation and, and other technology-driven efficiencies. Um, and IT infrastructure, secured, managed, you know, service storage and networks are the building blocks for delivering this business value to the corporation. And at the pace that the business is moving, the pace of IT is also accelerating. So that time to achieving business value is critical. It's critical in making decisions on how and where to invest in IT, and hence how and where to invest in our data center group. So it, you know, it translates to how I'm leading the data center group by uh, bringing a focus on solutions. Mm -hmm. We absolutely need to make sure that it's easy to deploy IT solutions. We need to enable this rapid return on the investment as measured in, in true business value and business results. You've been quoted in the media a number of times talking about E5 and talking about that as the heart of the data center. Can you tell us a little bit about why you call that the heart of the data center and what does that mean across all of those platform categories? Yes, you're right. I, I certainly do call it the heart of the data center because it really is so versatile. It fuels the entire data center across compute, storage, and network, as you noted. Uh, the Xeon E5 family delivers tremendous performance, up to 80% performance advantage over our prior generation, while at the same time delivering tremendous energy efficiency. So we have a 50% improvement in energy efficiency. And when you think about it, data centers all around the globe are faced with power constraints. You know, either the fundamental availability of power or the cost of power. And so this efficiency gain reaps immediate benefits for IT. And to promote the move towards cloud computing, the Intel uh, Xeon E5 platform also adds new security features, things like hardware instruction um, encryption and Intel trusted execution technology that gives a more secure virtual container, which is, is fundamental for cloud computing. So it's these kinds of advantages um, that you see across a full range of workloads, across all elements of compute, storage, and network, uh, that really allow uh, us to say with confidence that the E5 is truly the heart of the next generation data center. When you look out at the, at the data center and you, you work with your teams on setting priorities uh, for where you're going to place your development and innovation, what do you think are the baseline requirements for next generation in the data center? And where are you targeting innovation today? One of the key trends, I believe, will be this continued drive to full automation, you know, the cloud build-out, whether it's public clouds or private clouds or, or hybrid use models of the cloud. Um, and with this will come an increased level of innovation in how you manage that environment. So fine-grained management of the data centers will become incredibly important. Uh, operational efficiency is essential, right? The, this uh, back to the, the facts that we're, we're a core part of the business and our capacity and our uh, capabilities and services will continue to grow, but we can't assume that the budgets will grow at that same pace. Uh, so the same focus that we've had on virtualizing the server environment for greater utilization and lower power consumption and lower total cost of ownership will now move to storage and network. There is just rapid innovation in these spaces, new technologies that leverage you know, standard high volume compute to deliver lower total cost of ownership while supporting new workloads and delivering new services to the business. You know, for instance, in the storage space, there's just tremendous innovation, things like thin provisioning, um, data deduplication, you know, all of these using compute horsepower of the Xeon-based servers to dramatically reduce data sprawl and curb the ever-increasing storage costs. Uh, lastly, you know, I, can't, uh, I can't leave out security. There's just going to be a continued focus on security. 
as we're all moving to these cloud compute models, which is a shared compute environment, security concerns rise. Uh, coupled with that is obviously the increasing threats in our environment. So end-to-end -end security from the endpoint device to the network to servers to storage is critical. And security is going to increasingly become embedded into the hardware, so operating below the operating system uh, so that you can detect and prevent the malware attacks. So when you look across all of those topics, where do you see the most exciting innovation happening for the data center right now? Well, we certainly see the public cloud service providers as being a segment that leads in the adoption of new technology. The pace of innovation by the cloud providers is truly intense. A deployment of new cloud solutions are driven by many, many attributes. You know, sheer capacity build-out is one. Um, the drive for new services, this continuous invention of new services, uh, the deployment of new capabilities, and, and obviously also just for the pure reduction in, of total cost of ownership, so lowering the cost of the business operations. Uh, we've seen this most recently with the rapid adoption of our Intel Xeon E5 platform by these cloud customers. Uh, some of this innovation is now, you see it spilling over into the rest of the industry. For instance, um, we're seeing lots of momentum around system architectures based on standard high volume servers to increase that velocity of innovation versus the traditional, the old uh, proprietary solution stacks, which tend to take a much longer time to deploy new capabilities and at a, a much higher total cost of ownership. Intel's been an early mover in the cloud. Obviously, Intel IT has published a lot about what they're doing with cloud computing. As a former CIO, can you talk a little bit about what it was like to choose to move to cloud computing and, and how you accomplished at least the early steps in delivering the cloud to Intel? So we converted uh, our Intel IT infrastructure to a private cloud back in 2011. Uh, we went from taking you know anywhere from 90 to 120 days to land new compute storage and network capacity, and that now takes less than an hour. And we saved, you know, like $9 million in just the first year in both operational expenses and capital expenses due to the improved utilization and automation. So tremendous value delivered both to Intel's business groups and to Intel IT. The next topic that seems to be on everybody's mind is big data. I don't think that any topic has been as hyped as cloud has been. It's almost like if you work on cloud, you're glad that big data is there so that something else is more hyped than what you're working on. What is it that you think is making that this is the right time for big data? Um, is there a technical innovation that's been driving this? Is it more of a confluence of ideas between cloud and HPC and, and enterprise data analytics? Where do you see the big opportunity coming from? So I think the big opportunity and why you, why you see it now versus, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago is three things. One is the, the tools and the solutions for aggregating, analyzing, and reporting data have greatly matured. And you see a lot of investment going on in the open source space in that, in that area. Uh, the second is the cost of computing just continues to, to come down and become more and more affordable. So that allows, you know, everyone to have a supercomputer on their desk, you know, virtually. So you have now the compute capacity to analyze and manage all that data. And then security and, and management of data 
Uh, so data rights management has also matured. So we're now able to free data while still maintaining the security aspects of it. So enterprise rights management, data management, um, securing of the data sources has also matured. So you don't run the risk of letting all of your you know, critical data running free through the hands of everyone in your, in your corporation. So those three things have really allowed corporations to make far greater use of the massive amounts of data that is now at hand. When you look at the topics on the horizon and, and look even past the data center, what are the most exciting technology innovations that you're seeing that we might want to target for the next 200 episodes? One of the areas uh, of technology innovation that, that I find exciting is the world of supercomputing. The compute performance of the top 500 computers doubles every single year. That's a performance kagger that's, that's twice Moore's Law. And Moore's Law, as you know, is the performance foundation of the silicon industry and, and certainly of our products. So to reach the next milestone of supercomputing, which is, is called the exascale class of systems, there's going to be a wide range of innovation that occurs, uh, everything across compute to memory to storage and, of course, the fabric interconnect, interconnecting these you know, hundreds of thousands of, of compute nodes. And so we're obviously at Intel very engaged in the transition to exascale. Uh, supercomputing is is being used in so many ways to benefit you know benefit mankind truly through science and engineering breakthroughs. You know things such as faster genomic research for improved medicines or or better hurricane prediction or safer products from cars to planes and even athletic equipment like football helmets. Uh, so the future chip chats on uh, HPC, high-performance computing, I, I believe would be very relevant and, and very interesting. It certainly is a, a place of dramatic innovation. Thank you so much for being on the program today. We hope to have you back very soon to hear about the latest developments in the data center. Oh, it's my pleasure, Allison. Thanks for the invitation. Visit Chip Chat online at intel.com slash design slash chipchat.htm. 